What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Grassroots Marketing. Each episode curates thought-provoking dialogue with an exclusive class of thought leaders who will offer high-end roundtable business strategies and solutions that seek to prune and harvest great ideas in each 30-minute episode. Thought leaders in the cannabis industry convene here to share some of their best practices and protocols. Let's chart the growth of this burgeoning industry, one of the world's premier cash crops, right now on Grassroots Marketing. Aloha, everyone, and thank you for joining us. My name is Calico Castillo. I'm the brand strategist here at CannabisRadio.com, and you're listening to another episode of Grassroots Marketing. Today, we're super excited to have Jack Carney, the general manager for a new app called CanFinder, on the show today, and he's going to chat with us a little bit about their plan to help kind of create create a community and uh, put out this multi-faceted platform where they can share ideas and content and create a conversation. So Jack, we appreciate you coming on the show today. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Absolutely. So, you know, we appreciate you coming on the show. You know, I'm super interested. We've had a, you know, a previous chat a little bit about CanFinder, but, you know, I'd love to kind of start by setting a little bit of context for our listeners. Could you maybe tell us a little bit about your background and kind of what led you to come to CanFinder? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think that we briefly touched on this um, right away in our first conversation. And essentially what our background is in the cannabis industry is that we started with um, horticulture sales um, to the I-502, which uh, anyone that's not familiar, I-502 would be um, the call sign for the cannabis industry here in Washington state. The I-502 legislation is what was passed to allow for the recreational sale and uh, production of cannabis. And so in 2012, that's uh, the business that we started here in Washington. Um, our main investor came up from California to start a uh, business here selling horticulture supplies with uh, the new laws taking place. And um, essentially what we did is we just sell supplies and deliver supplies all over the state to the different gardens. And the, the way that we got the idea for the app was a lot of people coming in um, that were 
you know, medical growers and then also people that uh, were kind of coming out of the woodwork with the new laws and um, being more open to, uh, you know, participating in this uh, this movement and growing on their own. And people just had a lot of questions about how to grow and, you know, how to um, remedy certain problems that they were having, whether it be environmental problems if they're growing indoors, you know, and keeping their humidity down or their temperature levels. Um, just all sorts of uh, different questions were coming in from all over the place. And what we wanted to do was invest the the money that we were making from the horticulture industry, because as you know, um, this this industry is really booming right now. Uh, and we wanted to invest that into uh, something that we thought could really benefit a lot of our, our current customers, as well as reach out to uh, this community, um, not just in the U.S., but around the world. CanFinder is an app that's uh, available in Spain and Australia, uh, Canada, and a few other countries as well. And we just wanted to create a platform that people could come and uh, begin to share these ideas and hopefully answer some of the questions that they have as well. That was the main idea behind it. That's awesome. No, I appreciate that little bit of background. I'm curious, um, you know, when you're starting this, when you're launching this app, I know you talked a little bit about kind of how, you know, the natural progression was you guys were working with cultivators and they had these, you know, these questions about, you know, just the various nuances of how to, to bring, you know, the product to market or how to grow the best, best cannabis. I'm curious, what is the focus of CanFinder? Is it for people to get education about growing or is it about kind of the industry overall in your view, kind of what is, what is the core purpose of CanFinder? Yeah, I think, um, I, I think our first, uh, goal was to just create a, a platform where people could communicate. And that was based on the idea of, you know, um, what I just was talking about with people asking questions and, and looking for guidance. So that was the, the main goal in the beginning. But a, as we've uh, created the app and, and talked with countless people within the industry, uh, we wanted to, the, the motto of CanFinder is bringing the cannabis uh, community or cannabis world together. And so that's what we wanted to do was um, first facilitate the ability for people to communicate and ask questions and have open discussion. But as we progressed, um, we see uh, countless opportunities in this industry to facilitate on our application function-wise. Um, and I think that goes along very well with um, this podcast, Grassroots Marketing, um, because we realized uh, quickly that if we were going to bring people onto this platform to communicate about cannabis, that it's a great opportunity as well to bring in the, the cannabis businesses that are operating in this industry, whether it be production or uh, production of the actual product or production of, um, of equipment to be used like horticulture supplies. Uh, we wanted to create a place where all of these people could um, communicate and market their products. Uh, again, just a, a, a platform um, that's multifaceted that offers a lot of different things for whatever your interest may be in the cannabis industry. That's awesome. I know you kind of briefly touched on it actually from like a marketing perspective, but the vision is to have kind of um, B2B companies to kind of set up their own profiles on this app, right? Yeah. And uh, I think one of the cool things that you and I touched on um, in our first conversation was about the terpene profiles and about um, a, a new way for companies to to broadcast their products and as well as uh, 
consumers within this industry a new way for them to consume knowledge about the products that they're interested in consuming. And uh, so in regards to allowing those businesses to have a profile and have a presence on our platform, what we want them to do, um, specifically dealing with uh, producers uh, that are, are growing products, is we wanted to facilitate a place for them to host um, a menu of all the different products that they have. And with each product that they have, um, on, on their CanFinder profile, we want them to be able to um, showcase uh, those products and what went into growing those products, whether it be um, the environmental statistics or information um, with, you know, is it grown inside, outside, and what sort of lighting was used, um, as well as, uh, you know, if it's hydroponics or if it's soil grown, what kind of nutrients they used. Uh, one of the things, I'm not sure um, if this is a nationwide um uh, protocol, but uh, they're in Washington State. They'll list things as clean, green, certified, and um, you know that's something that's becoming more popular. And you'll see that sticker on more products um, as you continue going to the stores. It's becoming more popular, and that just tells the consumer that um, the product that they're getting has been deemed uh, clean, green, certified. Which um, you can read into um, that as much as you want. But uh, essentially, what that's saying is that there's no harmful um, pesticides or insecticides that are being used in that product. So we want to begin to facilitate on CanFinder a place for these businesses to host that information and uh, as well as a place for consumers um, to be able to look for a, a resource to um, learn and uh, and see that information firsthand so they can make better decisions in regards to their uh, purchases and consumption. You know, I, I know you had mentioned a little bit about <clears throat> kind of the way in which, you know, people were able to obviously have like a menu of their of their products and of the things that they sell, which is obviously something that, you know, outfits like Leafly and Weed Maps do. But, you know, the way you're kind of explaining it, would you say that like what you want to do is give the opportunity for these brands to actually do more of the education rather than just listing a product? But like you say, actually talk a little bit about how that product came to market, how it was grown and sort of the ways in which those brands are actually setting themselves apart? Yeah, uh, that's a really good point to be made. And I think that there's two answers to that because there's two sides because you deal with with the business itself. And currently, um, like you're talking about Leafly and Weed Maps, um, they the stores um, that are hosted on those sites are able to show their menus and um, they have uh, stores have countless products from various different businesses. And currently what happens is someone goes and buys something at a store and they come back and if they use Leafly or Weed Maps, whichever one, um, they'll most likely leave a review if they feel so inclined. And they'll say something along the lines of, you know, what their experience was with that product and, and they'll give a star rating. And I think where that falls short um, is that it's it's not really giving a rating to the actual product, but it's giving a rating to the store. And so the other side of this is we wanted to uh, give users the ability to uh, consume information um, about the specific product and not necessarily just the um, the lineage name that it carries because there is um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the term but uh, strain smuggling which would be when uh, producers are growing a specific strain but they realize that maybe if um, they renamed the strain to something that's more popular at that time that they might be able to sell it easier so uh, what we wanted to do um, is is give the businesses an opportunity to list the specifics about their products, and that goes back to the terpene profiles. 
Um, and so that gives the consumer a better resource and a better pool of knowledge um, to, be, to have a more educated decision when, when picking products to consume. But it also, on the other hand, with um, the businesses being able to host that, their, their products on their own page on CanFinder allows the consumers to go and review those products. So it, it gives the businesses that connection to the consumers that are using their products, whereas right now um, the reviews are only coming to the stores. And that actually can hurt the store because let's say someone goes and the main um, – problem that happens currently here in Washington, at least, is uh, people go to stores and they'll buy a vape cartridge that they'll attach to their vape pen and it won't work. And with um, and with the laws, it was sort of hard in the beginning for the consumer to go back to the store and get a refund because, you know, this isn't Walmart or, uh, you know, a, a regular sure. chain. They can't just go back and, and get a refund. But they have been able to hash that out with the laws and now stores will um, reimburse you your money for a cartridge that you say is broken. But um, back to the main point, it's just it's not a good system right now for the consumers to be able to review the specific product from the business. They Right now, they can only review the store, and I think that falls short. I like that. I definitely like that angle in terms of being able to, like you said, let the brands themselves kind of create their own community and have that direct relationship with the customers rather than you know having the stores kind of be the middleman, which is you know where the actual review are typically taking place um, for for like potential brands that might want to get involved and have their own sort of page on CanFinder. What's the kind of process for that? Is there like a registration fee? Is there like a multi-tiered sort of system? How are you approaching getting brands to actually create um, profiles on CanFinder? Yeah, so it's it's a relatively simple. Um, we don't charge anything. Uh, you can create your profile on your own time just by um, whether you have an Android device or an iOS device. Um, you can uh, download the app and then go through the sign-up procedure. When you're signing up, there's two options. There's general user and there's business user. Um, general users uh, are your regular consumers, and then they're able to categorize themselves as, uh, you know, we have grower, toker, and um, social, which just lets the, the individual um, claim their their place within this industry. Um, but with the businesses, uh, we have uh, nine categories right now, it's producer, processor, retailer, med store. You're able to pick um, a few of them if you think that you fall within different categories. Um, but once you select that, then it's uh, simply filling out a profile. It's kind of like you would with Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Uh, it's, it's similar to just a social networking site. Um, and so the business can input their information and then we actually have a website canfinder.com that once you have your, um, your account created on the app, uh, once you've finished, uh, filling out your profile, the app will actually, um, tell you to go to the canfinder.com webpage and that's where they can upload pictures for their menu as well as fill out all the different details about the products that they carry and right now what we're working on is different um, menu interfaces for different uh, types of uh, business categories. So we have, you know, the producers, their menu is going to look a little different than, let's say, um, Advanced Nutrients, a big nutrient company. There's slightly different menus because there's different categories and different um, information that they'd like to uh, list um, uh, on those products. 
That makes sense. That's awesome. We got just a couple seconds left here before we need to wrap up, but, and you kind of led into it a little bit, but I'd love to give you an opportunity to let the listeners know where they can download the app, where they can kind of follow along on social media so that they, um, yeah, can kind of get involved and become part of the CanFinder community. Yeah, for sure. Just a, a few quick things. Uh, if you're on um, Android or Apple, it's just your your regular app store where you get your apps from. Just uh, CanFinder, C-A-N-F-I-N-D-E-R, as well as you can just type it into your uh, mobile browser, canfinder.com backslash app. And then also anyone in the Seattle area this weekend, we're going to be having an event at the LTD Bar and Grill. It's going to be the CanFinder Cannabis Social. We're going to have a local artist, um, a local hip-hop artist on site, as well as a local DJ. There's going to be a Cannabis out back. Um, if you have the CanFinder app downloaded uh, before you show up, you'll be able to get exclusive drink specials inside, as well as um, participate in the games and giveaways we'll be doing. And you'll be able to get on the Cannabis um, that'll be parked out back. So I invite anyone that's um, interested in this industry, interested in cannabis to come out and celebrate legalization with us and um, just have a good time. And we'll be doing a lot of things like this in the future. So make sure you you download CanFinder and pay attention to our events tab. That's where we'll be hosting um, information about the events that we'll be um, not just holding but participating in. Uh, so if you're ever interested in looking us up and coming to talk to us uh, those are that's where you can find information about that and if anyone has any comments suggestions or you know networking opportunities info at canfinder.com is a good email to reach us at and we're always looking for um, comments and suggestions whatever feedback people have we want to make this uh, platform as as good as we can and um, the best way to do that is uh, from people in the industry that are listening to to give us their um, inputs and we'll put that on the chalkboard and and work to um, facilitate the those suggestions Awesome. Well, Jack Carney, general manager for CanFinder app. We appreciate you coming on the Grassroots Marketing Show and sharing that with us today. Be sure you're following them on Twitter at, at CanFinder app. Be sure to download them on the Apple or the Google app stores. And if you're in the Seattle area, definitely be sure to check out their social event happening this weekend. Uh, we definitely appreciate you taking some time for us today, Jack, and we look forward to watching CanFinder's growth. Thanks a lot, Calico. It was nice being on. Hopefully we can do this again sometime. Absolutely. Have yourself a great day. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in for another episode of Grassroots Marketing on CannabisRadio.com. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you find your podcast um, likes. And be sure to um, give us a, a review if you can. We'd really appreciate some feedback. Until next time, my name is Calico Castillo, brand strategist here with CannabisRadio.com. And we appreciate you listening. Mahalo. Grassroots Marketing will return after we generate traffic to our generous sponsors. This is Bobby Black, host of Blazin', here to talk to you about 420 Science. I've known Matt and Gary from 420 Science for over a decade. We've spent a lot of time together at the Cannabis Cups in Amsterdam, the Doobie Awards in their hometown of Austin. They were even at my wedding. And I've always admired their integrity and how they've built 420 Science from the ground up to become the most trusted online head shop. Visit 420science.com slash podcast for an exclusive deal on pipes and more from genuine people who put their customers first. That's 420science.com slash podcast. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. 
Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network. Founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the host of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. We're back with more motivating marijuana monetization insights on grassroots marketing, only on CannabisRadio.com. Aloha, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Grassroots Marketing Podcast on CannabisRadio.com. I'm your host, Calico Castillo. I'm a brand strategist here at CannabisRadio.com, and I appreciate you listening to another episode. We're really excited to have Ophelia Chong, the founder of Stockpot Images, on our show today to chat with us a little bit about her her company as well as kind of just branding and marketing in general in the cannabis industry. So I'd like to welcome you on. Ophelia, thanks so much for joining us. Hello, and thank you, Calico, for having me. This is quite this is going to be fun and an honor to be on here. Well, I appreciate it. I, I think you just recently got back to the States, right? Were you just traveling to Germany for an event? Yeah, I was there uh, for the International Cannabis Business Conference um, in Berlin. It was amazing. This is, uh, when you leave the country, this is a convention like this outside the country. is a, It's similar to a destination wedding where everyone has to go there. They're all stuck in one place, and so you basically got to hang out with each other, which is great. So I got to hang out with a lot of comedians. Oh, I can imagine, and I, you know, I can imagine when you're in, like you said, like when you're in another country and you're amongst your small cohort of Americans and like you know same language speaking folks, I'd imagine Mm -hmm. there is quite the camaraderie and the, uh, you know, the the kind of bonds that get forged uh, on that sort of a journey. Yeah, there's nothing like going up to Ed Rosenthal's hotel room with two other people and smoking from his own pipe, his own mix. And let me tell you, one puff from that pipe, I was leaning against the wall and I couldn't say a word. I looked like an idiot while everyone else was talking. And I thought, wow, this is Ed and Jane's hotel room. Good thing I'm just a couple floors down. (laughs) And, And then I just they're like an idiot. It was really, but it was fun though. That's awesome. I know a lot of people talk about, you know, how they have their own head stash, but you know, I'm sure the Ed stash is even better. Oh God! It was. It was sort of, I was looking at it and I thought, how can how can you ever go back and sort of like the city mouse or the country mouse? It finally gets sure. to see the city. It's like I'm not going back there, and it was really quite uh, strong. But it was good. It was That's for me. Awesome. It was quite amazing. I'm glad you had a great. I'm glad you had a great time. Um, you know, I'd love to kind of just dive right into a little bit about um, Stockpot Images. I just for you know to give our listeners a little bit of context. Why don't you tell them kind of exactly what it is that you do? 
Well, what we do is we're on, we are built on a business model that's already been used for a few decades. It's the stock photo agency business model where I am a middleman and I will take my contributors, my photographers' images and license them to them to a third party, I mean, uh, to a client, that is. And so my photographers own their copyright and they own the images. All I'm doing is basically promoting and licensing for them and receiving commission in return. And my stockpile images, we offer the highest commission in the industry. We offer at 50%, whereas uh-huh. Getty uh, can go as low as 12% for the contributor. So you can imagine what 12% of an image is. Some of these people are getting a uh, check for a dollar. Right. Um, and the reason why I'm offering so much is because the rarity of the images, but it is out of respect for my photographers and for them, uh, some of them coming out of the so-called green closet to present their work. Plus, our mission at Stockpot Images is to present the true faces of cannabis. And so all our models are actual users. They're not they're not models, that is, the subjects. Mm-hmm. And in mm-hmm. for Getty and the other one, those are all hired models. These are actual people who are saying, you can take my photo, I'm going to sign this release, and you can actually license it. So I have everything from two-year-olds to nine-year-olds, um, just about in every walk in, of life and, and color, minorities, everybody. So it really gives a better image of who the community is and not that stereotype that most of us have been fed for the last hundred years. And sure. so that is, that is what Stockpot is. Um, that's, it's, a, it's a business model that's proven with a new twist, which is cannabis. Yeah, no, that's great. And I definitely see the, you know, the, the need to have, you know, quality photos of, you know, like you said, all of the different faces of cannabis and all of the different aspects. And I know you had mentioned, you know, how you kind of have all walks of life. And I was looking at the website before we, you know, jumped on to record. And I noticed you even have a set of our furry friends, you know, like where, you know, people are starting to use tinctures Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, you know, starting to use other way or other ways to incorporate cannabis into their pet's life. Um, all like, that's just another way I think that's really starting to lift the veil behind um, just, you know, the real people and the the real kind of stories behind cannabis. Right. And I mean, I can ask you a question. What's the most popular video on YouTube? Oh, it's gotta be a cat video. Because it's cats. Right. And so we have, um, there's other people in my space in the same space I am, but they are more less, diverse in imagery as uh, I am. I can mention a couple other ones, but most of the other ones focus on the flower itself. So the, the macros, the buds, mm-hmm. the um, flowers um, before harvest, whereas we cover everything from lifestyle, medicine, science, uh, edibles, food, people, um, and also we have the largest collection of strains in the world too, of both ripe flower and dried flower. Um, and, uh, we're also partnered now with Adobe. So, and I chose Adobe because they really respect the artists, right? Because they produce software for artists. Mm -hmm. And also with them, I have access to 9 million users. And you, funny that you brought up the, uh, the, the cat images. Those are the images that we're licensing a lot already on Adobe. And because the industry is moving towards one of the biggest sectors of the mall, and that's pets. People, 
will use canvas on their pets before they will use them on themselves because they it's they love their animals so much. So also, for, sorry, going back to that. So that's why we have images of dogs, cats, um, all ingesting or sort of playing around the flower or the oil itself. Mm-hmm. All right, for sure. You know, um, I also kind of wanted to touch a little bit. I know you've got a background in in um, graphic design, right? That's something you had done kind of previously to getting into um, the cannabis side of things. Right. When I, I graduated with a BFA in fine art, so it was either going to work in an art supply store or photography. So I dived into photography, and my my first client or my first job was Raygun. It's a seminal magazine on design. And so from there, I just kept leapfrogging into new careers. I have probably had about six careers, and the bulk of it really was being a creative director for film companies. I've launched a lot of films. Mm-hmm. and publishing and from there it's just designing numerous photo books art books uh, literature and but always in the center of it was photography the image i always concentrated on how the image played into the story and how that was accentuated the point of the story because images are that's the first thing we see if when you open up a magazine it's not a word that's saying coffee Right. You have a beautiful image of whatever the coffee cup, the latte. It is how we buy things. We are very visual people. And so it, it led this whole career arc led to, to Stockpot. Everything I've ever done, graphics, film, photography has now coalesced into this giant thing called Stockpot Images. Right on. Well, I'm, I'm kind of curious with your kind of background in graphic design and obviously kind of now dealing specifically with just images. I'm curious what your thoughts are in kind of the stage of, you know, branding in the cannabis industry um, these days. I think, you know, because coming from a unregulated sort of black market sort of place where a lot of people didn't necessarily have a lot of business skills or even, you know, design skills and stuff like that. I'm curious what you think about the evolution of, you know, how the industry has progressed in its kind of sophistication or becoming more sophisticated in the way that they're using image images and branding, uh, just in the, in, within the industry. Good question. I feel that we are finally leaving puberty, right? And I'm using that as in uh, growing up and mm-hmm. moving away from our instincts to hide and also hormones. A lot of imagery in the past was focused on, let's say, the 420 nurse, right? Mm-hmm. The, the Hooters type with cannabis look. And now we're growing up because our audience is changing. Our clients are changing. You cannot bring someone who drives a high-end car or is a mom or a dad into a store where the image they're seeing before they open the door is something either a glow-in-the-dark leaf or booty, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, and which is why probably delivery services are, those are the people who use delivery services. They don't want to go into those places. And so now we have to change that and actually make it look like Sephora or Dwell Magazine. We are growing up and finally saying, let's do this with some taste here. Right? We, we're going beyond this. 
This market already knows what we are, but now we have to engage this larger one to bring it to that $6.46 billion market that's predicted in California in two years. We're growing up. We're making something that appeals to the audience that we are trying to sell to. And to do that, we have to play on that field. I mean, there's beautiful products out there. Defonte, right, is one of right. my favorite brands. The look and feel of that. And that is the audience that they're going towards. It's the Lexus crowd, right? The moms, the dads, the older people. You know, I, I definitely agree. Um, you know, just in the that we are kind of hitting that puberty stage, and I definitely have seen kind of advances over the last couple of years of people who are really starting to become more sophisticated. Like I went to the dispensary for my girlfriend a while ago, and I ended up coming back with I had a Defonse chocolate bar, you know, some Foria spray, and uh, one other probably some some Whoopi and Maya bath soak, right? And like having all oh. three of those up on you know the dresser when I gave it to her, I like that kind of hit me. I was like, wow, we've come so far mm -hmm. in, in certain aspects of the industry where, you know, this does look like something that she would get from Sephora, right? It does look like any other product that we would see in regular aspects of our lives. So I think it's definitely exciting to watch. Exactly. If you can remember what your room looked like when you were a kid and what your, your apartment or house looks like now, it's different because you've right. matured. Your taste is more refined and that's how I feel the cannabis industry. We're moving, we're leaving the teenage kid's room, and now we're moving. That kid is now in college, now making money, and wants to look not like a teenager anymore. Right, right. You know, we have just a couple minutes left here before the end of the podcast, so I want to get you one more question. And I'm, you know, I'm kind of curious to hear um, from your perspective a little bit about kind of what people can do to get the word out about whatever their business or whatever their brand is at this stage of the game when a lot of us are startups, we don't have a large, a large marketing budget, and it's really kind of um, you know just about kind of doing that hustle thing. I'm curious from your perspective, obviously running your own company, what are some things that people who maybe not have large budgets, what can they do to get the, the word out about their brand? I would um, – there is – just like Stockpot is built on a – a known business model is taking this business model that they want to get into and just laying cannabis on it. Right. So if, mm -hmm. and also looking at who your audience is, go and walk into a store and pick a product or prick picks anything that you love. And you say, why do I love this? And write that all down, whiteboard it and say, this is what I want to create because this is the audience I want to go for. Right. It is just taking whatever you want and just putting canvas on it, but doing it in a way that you, would appeal to you, right? Um, also do a couple focus groups, but really it is, like you said, on that dresser, you saw Defonso, you saw Maya, that you are the audience. And if you want to sell something, that is the audience you want to go towards. Look at what's out there now, not even if it's in canvas, See why it's succeeding. Why is that product working? And then you just put your own layer on it. I love it. That's perfect advice. Well, we really do appreciate you coming on the show today. And before we let you go, I want to give you a, an opportunity to let the audience know where they can get in touch with you, where they can find some of your images, and maybe where they can uh, follow along on the social channels. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, the, the website is stockpotimages.com. You can contact me directly 
at Ophelia at stockpotimages.com. That's O-P-H-E-L-I-A. And that's the best way to get a hold of me. If you want to contribute, if you want to look at our images, just hit me up and I'll come right back at you with all the answers you need. Awesome. Well, we do appreciate you making some time for us on the Grassroots Marketing Podcast today, Ophelia. We're really excited to watch you guys grow. That's awesome to hear about the partnership with Adobe. And we'll definitely be sending people your way when they're in need of stock images for the cannabis industry. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this and your support and your kindness. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of the Grassroots Marketing Podcast. Right after this, we'll be back with another great interview. And, uh, you know, while you're waiting, why don't you go on iTunes and review us if you can. And be sure to share on all the social channels uh, the Grassroots Marketing Podcast so people can get in touch and learn what's going on in the industry in terms of branding and marketing. Until next time on the Grassroots Marketing Podcast, I'm your host, Calico Castile, signing off. Mahalo. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.